things that we have to change like mindset wise is that we like people think that we're trying to like make them vegetarian or like completely like vegan or just like only a very few only a small percentage of the school is actually vegan so the vegans should bring their own food not the guys who eat meat if it's sending a message of eating a certain way is better than another way i don't know if good science backs all that up that it's something that is happening because it's not something that you can see mm -hmm. so you don't see the meat being produced you don't see the space that it takes up you don't see the water that mm -hmm. it takes up it's awful and sh it should be removed like permanently the idea is good but the implementation was very bad but it's just about everybody kind of doing their part of reducing their meat consumption because that like that little step can impact in a great way no my appetite just went away well, if it helps the environment overall, then yeah, sure. I think it'd be an equitable thing to do. Hello, my name is Jose Alvarez. And I'm Corey Austin. Welcome to this third episode of our second season. And on this episode, we're going to be talking about Meatless Monday. Uh, we have an environmental club at our school called the Green Team. The Green Team spans through parents, students, um, teachers. Uh, one of the goals of the Green Team, especially in the middle school and high school, is uh, implementing like action projects within our school to make it a, a greener place. So about two years ago, the Green Team kind of came across Meatless Monday. Um, and, if, and if you don't, if you've never heard of Meatless Monday, it's a, a kind of worldwide campaign it comes from the, the Center for a Liv Livable Future out of the John Hopkins University. Uh, they started it back in 2003 with a goal to reduce meat consumption by 15% for health reasons, personal health, and for the health of the planet. And I think that all of us that have been watching while this movement occurs, and, and not only Meatless Mondays, but the whole environmental sustainability and nutrition. And um, I don't know if we mentioned folks, but we live in Monterrey, Mexico, and they really love their meat around here. So it hasn't always been the easiest thing to get this movement rolling here at our school. Yeah, well, just to give a little more history, that's we're pretty much at the two-year mark where we've implemented. Um, the students took this to the, the superintendent, to the, the cafeteria, like managers. They've pitched the idea, and, and mainly for environmental reasons, they, they wanted this to be implemented at our school. Um, the superintendent supported it, thought it was a great idea, especially a student-led movement. And next thing you know it, uh, students and teachers showed up on a Monday uh, two years ago and there was no meat served in the cafeteria. As you can imagine, in a very kind of meat-hungry community, uh, there's been a lot of backlash and it's been two years and, and a lot of battles for, for the kind of movement. So this is what we did. We got together with the green team students and we had a very honest talk with them about the whole you know, their whole journey again and like the process, what are they looking forward in the future and the troubles that they experience. But we also got in contact with a lot of people who aren't happy. Let's hear it from the carnivores. What do you think about Meatless Mondays? I don't like <laughs> because I like to eat chicken and meat. I love, I love it. I'm sorry. <laughs> So every time I, we have a, a Monday, I bring my own lunch. 
I'm not in the school anymore, but I think that I think it's all right. I don't really mind it. It's fine. It's okay if they promote veganism. I mean, if people don't like it, they can bring their own lunch. People who eat meat shouldn't be shouldn't accept Meatless Monday because only a very few, only a small percentage of the school is actually vegan. So the vegans should bring their own food, not the guys who eat meat. For the environment, I think the school should focus on educating first the students on the matters of why meat is not the best option or why they should cut. Because if they just put a Meatless Monday and not educate the students on why it's important, they're just going to get mad. Meta, no me gusta. A mí no me gusta. O sea, es, se me hace que es correcto para algunas personas, pero no todas no todas necesitamos esa comida los lunes. Creo que es una buena iniciativa, sí, pero creo que debe ser como opcional, no obligatoria como para todo el mundo, sino para los que realmente lo necesitan o quieren como incentivar esa, pues, esa propuesta y los que son más aptos por ese tipo de comida que les gusta. Pero sobre todo el lunes, creo que no sería el día, el día indicado porque muchas veces venimos del fin de semana y no traemos comida del fin de semana, entonces somos obligados a comer esa comida. Así para otro día de semana, pues puedes traer otro tipo de comida. I don't like it. It's um, it's unnecessary and it's a reduction in the student's choice and not eating meat on Mondays should be a choice of the students whether they want to participate or not. Um, well, I really don't know the purpose of it. Like, unless the school's going vegan, I don't see... Like, it, would it save funds? Would there be... Would we be saving money if we went meatless Monday? Well, we're more conscious about the impact on the environment. Like, uh, what the vegetarians or vegans say is that if you eat less meat, you use less energy, less water, so it's more sustainable. Well, if it helps the environment overall, then yeah, sure. I think it'd be an equitable thing to do. I feel like both the industrial meat complex and the industrial agriculture complex are both harmful to the environment, and I don't know if we have enough data on either side to justify extra meat, no meat. If we were looking at humane processes for both agriculture and for meat, I think that works for both. So Meatless Monday, if it's sending a message of eating a certain way is better than another way, I don't know if good science backs all that up. What I would do, if I were a king of the world, is ensure that we looked at the practices that have a negative impact on all sides of food production and see what we can do to make a difference about it. But in a city as large as ours, both on meat and agricultural development or production or just providing food for people, To provide for a city the size of ours, it's going to have a negative impact no matter what. Small communities can have their neighborhood granja or farm or garden, and they can raise a cow that can feed, one cow can feed a whole community for six months, you know what I mean, or 10 families for six months. So Meatless Monday, I think the intentions behind it are good, but I don't think it has any sort of impact on making a difference towards a lesser carbon footprint, if that's what the intention was. I don't like it because, in a way, it removes choice from the students about what they want to eat, and I believe that not eating meat on Mondays is a noble cause, but it should be up to the students to decide, to decide whether they want to participate or not. What is your opinion on Meatless Mondays? 
the most stupid thing ever. The thing I liked about I disliked about the Meatless Mondays last year is they couldn't get the hang of vegetarian food in the cafeteria, so it, 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 it the food was very very bad, and then we didn't have any way to stop having Meatless Monday after it was a policy. So it wasn't like we tried it out for a while. It's like it was a policy, and then it just nobody would eat the food. It's awful, and sh it should be removed, like permanently. Why do you think it should be removed, and why is so awful about it? Because the problem is, is that uh, people worry too much about uh, like damaging the environment because of the meat. But the meat is like a necessity for us, so like we need to eat it. So like they need to ban Meatless Monday. So I have a mixed feeling about Meatless Monday. I understand why you're doing it, and I do. Like I like the idea. Yes, we have to reduce our meat consumption because because of the environment and meat is not always good for us but I think that the way that they implemented Meatless Monday was very wrong they just like literally imposed it on us they didn't really they didn't like they should have like first educated educated us or like encouraged us not to eat meat on Monday instead of like just saying you know what there's no meat at all and just imposing everything everything on us so the idea is good but the implementation was very bad some of the Mondays that I come, I just come from Axis and I'm just waiting to like eat my like hamburger or my tacos or like that of meat and I suddenly realize it's meatless Monday and I'm like, no, my appetite just went away. So yeah. I think that everyone should have a choice and limiting people and not giving them a choice by either Forcing them to eat meat or to not eat meat is um, inefficient and uh, just doesn't work. I don't know much about the actual effectiveness of Meatless Mondays, but I feel like it's one day a week that we don't eat meat at school. I mean, you can still eat meat at home. So um, I think that even, you know, just a small sort of thing that we can do to help out the environment is, is good and we can live with it. I don't know, like, what they offer in the menu on Monday. So. Meatless Mondays. No, I know that that but like what type of meals they do without meat oh you, you never tried it just because it's, it's meatless i mean i once tried the paninis that had like vegetables in it but i didn't like it. but um, so it's just a matter of like the taste that you don't like maybe like preference like i prefer it with something of protein So there you have it, we just uh, listened to a portion of our ASFM family, some teachers, staff, students. Some really valid points and arguments from our, from our community. Some people uh, feel their implementation was at fault, some feel their freedom of choice was taken away from, from Meatless Monday, and others just straight out disagree. So now, let's just hear it from some of our green team leaders who, by the way, just organized a fantastic dinner fundraiser for the team. Yeah, they just teamed up with a local restaurant uh, as an approach to help educate our community around the, some of the issues with Meatless Monday. This is them. Hello, thank you for being with us today. Um, do you care to tell us our name and what do you do in the green team? I am Paola van der Linden and I am the president of the green team. I am Mayra Orozco and I am the vice president. So you guys just organized a green team dinner. What was the overall um, objective of the night? Okay, so we were trying to get more people to learn about meat consumption and what its effects 
and how it affects our environment. We think that we live in a society where meat consumption is something that is very cultural, and we've been having a lot of backlash with Meatless Monday here at school from both parents and students, so we thought if we did a charity dinner at a local restaurant, uh, more people would be willing to attend given that it's you're supporting the local community and you are donating money. So we thought that it would be a win-win for both uh, the, the charity that we helped out, which was OSAC, and the people would be able to come and learn more about what we had to offer. And our first plan was um, like having a conference in the auditorium, but we thought that having it like outside of school, like in a restaurant, like in a more casual environment or setting, like it would be better for people and they would want to like participate more. Can you tell, so you, you kind of got to the purpose of the event there, can you tell like, I guess, uh, what the event looked like if, if someone was, was there, like what was the agenda or what would you see or hear, or what happened there? So in the event, uh, people, we gave like a 30 minute window kind of for people to get there. Um, and uh, they were seated outside so that we could have them all in the same place. And first, um, the nutritionist uh, talked a little bit about the benefits of a plant-based diet and kind of like the stereotypes of what, like, what that looks like and trying to like, clarify those stereotypes more than anything. And there was a lot of response um, out of the like the people that were there like some people like kind of jumped in and um agreed with or and stuff like that and after that we also um gave up some facts about the like the effects it had in the environment um all of like meat consumptions and kind of linking it to our society specifically um like in Nuevo Leon and San Pedro and after that um the the plates were served and we just gave people time to like kind of talk about it and enjoy the food and everything. Well, the food was delicious. Uh, I, yeah. I talked a lot with, like you were saying, I appreciated having the, a nutritionist over there. You guys shared a great deal of information as well that some of it I was aware of, but not all of it. And um, I do remember talking a lot. Uh, one theme in common is or particular city right like the, the what monterey what monterey links are to just producing meat and consuming meat uh, mexico in general for that or latin america yes. um, how does that fit into the equation for you guys yeah so i think that a lot of what happens is that like i mean this monday is a u.s based campaign and so a lot of their facts are based on like u.s mm -hmm. food or u.s things and so we started researching a little bit more specific to nuevo leon which is the closest that we got. And I think that that brings people a lot more into perspective, that it's not something that other people are doing, that it's something that they are doing in their everyday lives. Like, Nuevo León has the highest meat consumption of in like the whole Mexican country. And so it's something that is very, like, it. I think it's very impactful. And I think people did, did talk about, like, even my dad, who was there, who eats, who, he's a very, like, high meat consumer. He did, had, like, certain... Like, he did talk about it after at home. Like, I didn't know that this was something that, like, happened here specifically in Monterey. Like, you don't realize until you're put into perspective compared to, like, other places that you realize that it is something that is very, like, very impactful here specifically. Um, I'm curious about uh, what 
the challenges or what you guys have been facing in implementing something like <laughs> Mila's Monday um, and how you've been dealing with those challenges? I mean, creating events like this, but in general, what, what do you hear and, and what are the challenges so I far? I think one of the greatest, like, things that we have to change, like, mindset-wise is that we, like, people think that we're trying to, like, make them vegetarian or, like, completely, like, vegan or just, like, like eliminate meat from their diets or from, like, their daily like, con- like consuming food, but it's more about reducing than mm. just like eliminating. Of course, that eliminating is like ideal, but we don't like it's not ne- like it's not necessary for you to like go to that extreme. You can if you want to, and it's, it's encouraged. But it's just about everybody kind of doing their part of reducing their meat consumption because that like that little step can impact in a great way. Yeah, and we even started with the planillas, like, a lot of their proposals had to do with Meatless Monday, and, like, I remember three out of the four planillas that we had actually said the words, we're not all vegetarian, so we're not going to try to make you vegetarian when talking about them wanting to change Meatless Monday, and that's the moment that I said, like, wow, it's, like, the misconception is huge, so, like, they're... Their plan was to have vegetarian options every day and then just have regular options also. And we're like, it's not, we're not trying to offer more options to vegetarians, which is also something good, but we're trying to just have people reduce their meat consumption for the better of the planet. I think that that connection is still lacking. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that we do find, like, even from my friends or from my family, like, it's very hard to convince people that it's something that is happening because it's not something that you can see. Mm-hmm. So you don't see the meat being produced. You don't see the space that it takes up. You don't see the water that mm-hmm. it takes up. And so, like, you can see the pollution and you can see the plastic that you throw away. You can see the garbage that you produce. So it's easy to mm-hmm. move away from that. But something that you don't actually see, it's hard to make that connection. And that's also, like, one of the reasons that people don't really, like, put it as a priority because you can't really see, like, the effects that it has, like, that, or the, the effects that you can have. And for example, like in my family, it's more of like, like there are so many things that you can focus on or there are so many like more issues that are maybe more important than this, but because you can see like poverty, for example, like you can see it every day mm-hmm. and this, like you can't really see it. So how can this be important? How to like, why would I want to help this? Even if it is important, if there are more important things, but I think that you can't really like base like your thoughts on that. I think that everything is important and I think that if we need to do or you can, if you can do something for either problem because there are many like you, sh- you should do it mm-hmm. so just to kind of summarize you guys are experiencing a kind of a people are feeling like a personal attack on their, yes. on their choice <laughs> rather than they may not see the their the bigger idea the bigger okay. yeah cool that's um i think we all can relate to that or at least i did um a while back i think that the information that people like you guys bring forth either scares a group of the population or is a little bit like a slap in the face that is rather, I'd rather not deal with this and just, you know, because we find that a lot of them support themselves on the you know, kind of the Fifth Amendment or like, oh, a freedom of choice. It's like, oh, you're trying yes. to take my, my choices away. And I'm, I'm sure that that has come up a lot with yes. most of you. Do you guys have any ideas on how we can, you know, I guess, educate people? Or I mean, that seems to be one of the challenges. Or what? What? What's something that that you guys 
can do or we can do or how do we move forward? Yeah, we are working, like our entire semester has been working towards creating a project that's a little bit more sustainable about the meat consumption. So first we wanted to like solve the problem, but what we found out throughout our, our like experimentation is that people don't really know about it. So we mm-hmm. can't really fix something when people don't know it exists. And so we, we, dis- we have been working like with the GIN framework Mm-hmm. And we, right now, what we have in mind is again we're gonna do another charity dinner next semester, but we're also we also wanna do art displays around the school that visually represents how much you consume or how much you you waste when you consume meat, just to bring things into perspective. So we were thinking comparing maybe the amount of water you spend you waste or you spend if you have a a vegetarian diet a meat diet once a week, and then a meat diet three to five days a week, and things like that around the school so that people can start visually seeing. I think that art is very powerful in that sense, um, but we still, we're still brainstorming. Okay. Yeah, I, I, for one, appreciate, or I don't know if there's a strategy for this, but you seem to be very concentrated in bringing food, uh, information about nutrition, and information about the impact of producing this food. And you kind of swayed away from the animal rights element, or yeah. um, in, which is, I guess, even more case sensitive to people who um, consume meat. Mm-hmm. Um, is, that, is that on purpose, or is something that you want to incorporate? I think it's not, like, I don't think we decided, like, oh, we're going to like take that away. I think it there's more relevance in the aspect of animal agriculture and like all that it's not I think it's another like perspective or like another side on the issue um so we wanted to like relate it more about that especially because it's more relevant here so and I think there's a lot of controversy with animal rights Mm -hmm. and what people think and especially here like a lot of people hunt a lot of people like don't care about animal rights and I think that taking the environmental approach we thought would be the most logical for everyone because everyone should care about the planet because they live in it and so like it's their future too like with the animals it's a little bit harder to get them to care because some people just don't but with the planet it's where you're gonna live in 20 years and where your children are gonna live especially here that it's a very family-oriented society when you tell people like it's where your grandchildren are gonna live and if you we don't do anything about it it might not be here then that gets them a little bit more than just the animal article mm-hmm. the animal rights part I have a question it's away from more the environmental part but what what place do you feel like nutrition like you know people say you are what you eat and, and things like that what what places nutrition have in like in schools like what is a school's responsibility to either teach or provide or... I don't know if you have any comment on that. And what are your rights? I mean, what are you as a student demand or should be, you know, top, uh-huh. topical? Um, well, I'm actually taking a K-12, which is called Intro to Culinary Arts, and one of the units was about, like, what's the school's... What does the school... What the school should offer in base of nutrition? And I think that after, like, doing a lot of research... It is very, like, I think specifically here at this school, there are some healthy options, but then you see, like, French fries and fried nuggets, and I guess that's part of what the cafeteria offers because it's what's popular. But it is the school's responsibility in some way to offer a nutritious plate because I think that a lot of people eat here. And things like cooking classes or... Because when you go every here and specifically in Monterrey, we get our meals cooked every single day. Like, I don't think... 
anyone cooks for themselves. So then you go away and you don't know mm. the like how to how to cook or how to not how to cook but like what you need to cook with and what is healthy and what is not and so I do think that the schools should be a little bit more involved in that in like what you should eat and why you should eat it and how it helps your body because it does affect like the way you study the way you like act the way you feel and yeah. so so it's one thing to like provide the food but also like provide information mm -hmm. on why you should choose this and not nuggets and fries yeah. yeah and I think that if a student like chooses like not the nutritious option that's like that student's responsibility but the school mm -hmm. at least offered like a good like choice or a good like variety yeah do you think that um we're moving forward uh, with Meatless Monday. Like, yeah, it's so. still resistant, obviously, <laughs> but are you? do you guys feel like the wheel is beginning to move? Or, or? Yes. I think that the cafeteria helped a lot, honestly, because, um, like, the past cafeteria didn't really... I don't really think they had, like, the necessary, like, like capacity maybe to offer those kind of plates. Um, like, we tried to help, but there was, like, a lot of lack of communication and there were, like, a lot of, like, problems, so... Um, but I think that this cafeteria is that, like definitely more open. Like it has a lot of variety, um, and yeah, I think that like they're more adequate to to handle this. I think I believe January marks maybe two years <coughs> yes. of the official yeah. Meatless Monday School, which yeah, is I quite amazing. So. Um, especially as quite you said, accomplishment, yeah. the the Monterey like meat mm -hmm. culture. Um, how do you feel about like moving forward? Like what what what's what's next or are we going to continue with it or we were actually thinking of changing it to wednesdays we think that meatless monday and there's been a lot of research done on this has a very negative connotation because of the fact that it's on a monday yeah. and meatless is a negative like you're taking away something so we were thinking something a little bit more positive a little bit more health and like environment oriented instead of just meatless because we do think that that and the idea in the end like we said at the at the dinner is to reduce your meat consumption at least one day a week it's not to like not eat meat on Mondays like Mondays has nothing special about it it's mm -hmm. just that's the move what the movement is called and so we were thinking that maybe with that we can bring a little bit more awareness to it because I think people might start asking around and it, it can also help to reduce the negative like effect that people have like oh it's Monday and there's no meat and it's meatless like I don't know I think that's very yeah, especially like, because it's on a Monday on a Monday yeah it doesn't <laughs> yeah. help well I think it's fantastic the the concept of you know, it, to answer the question that Mr. Austin did, um, you're evolving with the movement. Yeah. You took something, borrowed it, you tried it, and now you're adapting it in order yeah. to get better results. And I think that what you did with the dinner is a mini version of what you're trying to extend here. Mm -hmm. Like, we're trying to spread the voice, we're trying to offer a fantastic or a alternative, or at least something that is, you know... I'm not taking the meat away without giving you something that you are actually going to enjoy and mm -hmm. it's going to be good for you. Yeah. And then, bam, we go back to overall taking care of the planet and, and being conscious of how we produce and consume elements. Um, anything for our listeners or people who miss the dinner uh, that you want them to know about Monterey or about the green team and the work that you guys are doing yeah like something if like a teacher listening or a parent or another school thinking about it something you'd pass along or anything you'd say to them well i'll just say like 
have an open mind about the issue. I think that um, trying to get <clears throat> like as much as information as possible, like I think that it helps because like many people don't know, <clears throat> and if you know that you don't really know, like kind of like get the whole perspective before like making a judgment and like try new things like. A lot of the, the like the plates or like the dishes like I really like and I think that many people like it as well so it's not like that stereotype of like vegan or vegetarian food or like um, that t- tastes bad or it's not good like I don't think it's really true so like trying to like um, like having an open mind and trying new things I think that that's a good approach. <laughs> Thank you so much. Right, thanks thanks a lot. Thank you. Cool. I feel like you can understand why we decided to have two episodes for all the material that we collected for on this subject of our Midless Monday at our school. There's clearly strong opinions on the subject and uh, both sides seem to be not finding a middle point. Yeah, I think you hear the, the green team students. I mean, really in our school, they're, they're kind of disruptors and change agents and, well, sometimes people don't like change and that kind of disruption in, in the norm. Most of the time, actually. But uh, it is, I mean, I, I think it's pretty cool what they're doing. But at the same time, I think whatever side you're on, I think it's, uh, as Myra said at the end, I think it's just really important to try to, try to get, get as much information as you can, kind of educate yourself if you agree or disagree with something. Um, try new things. And uh, she said, have an open mind. And I think whatever side you're on, if, if you have those th- three things going for you, I think you can come up with a decision yourself. I think it's especially in a discussion as important as this, if you're going to be in an argument already thinking about when is my time to, time to talk, uh, we're not going to go anywhere. And that's what's happening with most of the time these two groups collide, like for lunch in our school. Uh, I 100% percent agree with you. I, I have done and I'm still doing a lot of research so valid sources that are unbiased is at the most important p- part of everything you're going to be consuming. And that's maybe too why we decided that for this episode we wanted I wanted myself to let the students give their opinion and kind of save my own so this was more student voice oriented other than me trying to share my own personal journey. Yeah. And part two, we're going to transition over to the actual event. Uh, Jose and I went to the event to gather some just information and interviews from the people there, the host, the the chef, the nutritionist, and the students. So stay tuned for part two of this Meatless Monday series uh, where we take you to the actual event. Thanks for listening.